Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. Hey, it's another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry uh, here with you on Wobo 1190 107.5 FM. But if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, Amazon, anywhere you listen, make sure you download us and listen every week. We talk about the best movies of all time. Lots to get to today as we inch towards Halloween. Uh, we're going to look at the horror movies of the 90s. Uh, Chuck and I will reminisce about some of the highlights of that decade of movies. Uh, for some reason, Chuck, I think 90s horror scream just pops to mind, right? That'd be a big one. I mean, yeah. there's certain there's certain iconic franchises that come to mind. That would be a big one because yep. that was an iconic franchise, especially the first couple. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, we'll talk about that as we go through the years uh, on the back end of the show. Uh, we've got some movie news, of course, and the big movie coming out in theaters. I got a chance to see it on Wednesday night, an advanced screening of No Time to Die, the final James Bond movie that stars Daniel Craig. And Chuck, I had a lot of fun watching this film, a lot of great action in this movie. Um, and he does a fantastic job as Bond. Once again, Daniel Craig, a No Time to Die is, I would say, the second best Daniel Craig movie of the, the series. You and I uh, are are right there up front saying that Skyfall not only is his best, but is the best Bond. Movie. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't get a chance to see it yet. I did see we booked it at the theater I'm involved in. I did see moments of it. Probably I saw probably about 25 minutes so far. Well, the cast, there. the cast is top notch. The story yeah. does meander a little bit. It is a little yeah. too long. I will admit okay. to that. Doesn't need to be a near running of three hours, two hours and 43 minutes. He commands the screen, though. He does. He is something else on screen. And, and you know, it's a little bittersweet when you're watching him, too, because you part of you doesn't want him to stop doing it. Um, uh, but there is a 20 minute segment with him and Anna de Armas that is just the highlight of the film. You Who is wish she? Tell us. What's that? Well, she's the uh, Academy Award nominated actress from Knives Out. She was dating Ben Affleck right. for a little bit. Okay, right. She's from Correct. Cuba. She's yep. very beautiful and she commands the screen as well in the 20 minutes she's on as a secret agent with Daniel Craig. Um, and, you know, the, the players are there. Q, you've got uh, Ray Fiennes as M. You got Money Penny. Naomi Harris is back. Uh, they give a lot of time to his girlfriend from the last film, Leah Seydoux. Uh, it feels that what I saw, it, it feels um, it feels very serious. It is. There's some good laughs in it, though, um, uh, especially one from Ray Fiennes and a great cameo from uh, Christoph Waltz, too, who plays Blofeld. Um, some of the stunts and actions are as good as you. Hey, let me ask Bomber. you a quick question before you expand. Uh, I, I saw the part with Christoph Waltz. It, is he materialized into this generation's Alan Rickman? Um, you could like say the go-to, that. He's like the go to villain. Like, yeah. he's, I mean, he's, let's be honest, he's doing the same thing over and over, but he does it so damn well. He does, um, but he's he's played the good guy too. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Django Unchained, he was really good in that yeah. film as the good guy. Um, but uh, you know, Rami Malek is the heavy here. Uh, he's Safin. He's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. um, what is his mission? What is his? What is he looking to do? Uh, spread a virus that specifically kills people. Like he can get DNA on a virus that makes sure that 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 DNA only kills one person. And wow, okay. So he tries to kill all of Spectre. Uh, and then he's specific. So it, it actually is a timely villain because of the virus angle of it all, yeah. too. Um, it's not much more to say about this movie. I, I'm not going to give away the ending. Um, it, it, is it, it exciting? It is exciting. It is well done. Um, I'm you know, I don't I don't want to say too much other than the fact that it will polarize some fans um, and and it will um, 
definitely um, it's a head scratcher. I'll just say that. Uh, okay. And we'll talk more about it after you see it for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, you know, it's a three and a half solid eight out of 10. A carry Joji Fukunaga is your director here, Chuck. Uh, yeah. He really hasn't done much of anything. He did direct and write. Uh, he wrote it, the, the, uh, the, um, the movie versions of it. So, um, and he's done some uh, true detective, true detective, right? Yep. True detective. I mean, so, listen, it's a big, those are big projects. So this is, and this is as big as you're going to get as a oh, project. Listen, this is, and you know, I was, in, I was really um, sort of not taken back, but I was sort of surprised. I was reading uh, the bond history at the box office, you know, Skyfall was, I think the biggest opening bond ever, $88 million opening weekend. So these movies, it's not going to do 150, Mike. Like we, we, you know, we were texting back and forth. Okay, yeah. if Venom, if Venom, let there be carnage, just can do 90. What can Bond do? Um, I guess the audience is somewhat more, you know, more sophisticated. They might wait a week. Some people, it's you know, it's almost three hours long with credits, so that's going to kill one showtime right there per day. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, I still think it's going to do. I still think it's going to do around 100. My, it's my gut feeling. Well, I hope so. And there was some buzz in the theater that you could tell that this was kind of a big deal. And they're really selling it it as the last time you're going to see Daniel Craig. So I think that might boost it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, But uh, let me ask you a question, because I don't know. Let me just say it delivers. I don't know the ending. I could speculate in my mind the ending. But do you think the ending, the ending you saw, because I didn't see it, is going to create a buzz where you got to go to the theater to see it? If you think there's going to be word of mouth of you have to see it in the you have to see this ending. Oh, my God. Yes. No, really? No. OK, no. Uh, oh, maybe because I was already in committed to two hours and 40 minutes already in. And but I mean, it's surprising, but it's not mind bending. You got to see it. Um, I mean, it's good, but it's not. Okay. Did uh, you like the ending? Personally, no, I thought it was unnecessary, but mm-hmm. Some people might Did the like audience it. groan at the ending. Um, no, no, I think Did there, you, was, any, was, any, was there any chatter walking out of the theater? There was some chatter. There uh, was not negative. There, I don't think anybody was surprised by the ending. Let's put it okay. that way. Um, but, you know, there was some buzz in the theater, though. Like I said, you can you did get the feeling that now you a, saw it in IMAX, right? Saw it in IMAX. How many seats does that IMAX theater hold in Indiana? Probably where you saw it? about 200 or so. Yeah. Oh, so how many were in the theater when you watched it? I would say it was about 70 percent full. That's pretty good on a Wednesday night that not a lot of people knew that you could even see it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Preview. That's right. Um, and uh, no masks, which was interesting. And it was the first time since yeah. the pandemic to Chuck that I sat literally next to a stranger. Like I, there was elbow to elbow, elbow to elbow. Yeah. Uh, so um, I did not think anything of it, but I, okay. I, I won. I wondered if it, he was uncomfortable. You know, you never know. No, who knows? Who, who knows? But uh, I would de- definitely recommend it for all Bond fans. Now, if you're not a Bond fan, Chuck, be interested to see if I got to tell you, two I, think things, I, I think I think things are very much normalizing because, you know, I'm in East Strasburg, Pennsylvania. I went to the ESU homecoming football game and it was a really good crowd and there were tailgates and people walking around and nobody was wearing a mask. So, you know, there is a normalcy now. I, I think so. Yeah. Um. I do want to do a real quick plug too, Chuck, because I got a chance sure. to see the guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal okay. on uh, on Netflix. Where he plays Does that count. Movie. Is that a real movie? It's a movie. Um, right. In fact, it did get a theatrical release as well. Um, really? Where? Uh, not anywhere near me, but it is in theaters as well. 
Um, you want to mock it some more, or do you want to no, understand just, that it's actually I, a really I, good movie? And I, I, you want to see a really good movie again. If you want to see I, a tour de force yeah. performance by one of our best actors. I know right he's now, a good actor. He's a really good actor. You go watch this movie. It's it's really good. Um, uh, there's no doubt about it. Chuck, um, it's called The Guilty, and it's actually a remake of a, like a Norwegian film. Um, so go go check it out on Netflix. One of the movie news that I want to bring up, Chuck, is we wait for Halloween Kills next week. I did get a chance. Did you see the one night only um, theatrical release of the director's cut of Rocky Four is going to be yeah, when, theaters? When, yeah, I saw that. So I watched the trailer. November 11th. It's going to hit. I, I might I might want to go. It's a Phantom Events um, movie. Uh, I, can can you elaborate on what's added and what's not added? in this? I know. I know there's 40 minutes added. I guess he's going to add a lot more backstory. Let's be honest. Rocky Four made the most money of any Rocky film, right? Yeah. And it's it's very entertaining. It's like a long montage movie. It's got yeah, it's a big it makes music it, video. It makes you feel like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drago's a nasty villain, right? If he dies, he dies. I mean, they, so the hook, the hook with once he hooked you and then the montages after montage. I mean, it's a very entertaining movie. Yeah, when only- you watch Creed 2 and it, yeah. you see how layered Creed 2 is and what they did with that character. I thought that was fascinating scripting. Yeah, so I, I guess he, there's a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor, some stuff at least that he puts in that develops the character of of uh, of, of Drago. I, I know he said he was going to cut out the 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 uh, robot sequence. He, he wanted to cut some of the silly stuff out. <laughs> but um, I don't know. In the history of Rocky, well, is this going to get watched? That's that's the question. Well, it's 35 years. Uh, last year was I know hard to believe. Yeah. So. Um, I think maybe with the resurgence of Creed 2, maybe there's some, some interest there. There's going to be some interest. Um, and I, they are making a Creed 3, right? Isn't Michael B. Jordan going to direct yeah. himself? So who knows what that, where that story, where is he going to go with the story? And is Rocky in it? I don't think he's in it, no. Um, so that's well, we both bit. said. We both said, I mean, you know, a Rocky universe without Rocky. Yeah, a tree it's falls a in the pill woods. Of, yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow, right? Yeah, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody there, does it really fall, right? But I guess Michael B. Jordan, like anybody else, wants it. You know, it's a franchise property. He has control. You know, God bless him. Hope he does well. Yeah. But they're going to have to come up with something very compelling. He's going to have to open up his personality, I think, a little bit to sell it. No? Yeah, probably. A very internal character, Adonis Creed. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know. I thought it was that. I think two is all we need. I don't know if we need a third one, but no, I know that. I, listen, I think Stallone evidently is contemplating doing another Rocky. But I mean, <laughs> listen, I love. I, 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 I always, I said, and I told you, other than the original Rocky, and I love, I like all the Rockies, even Rocky Five. I like, I like all of them. I, I think Rocky Balboa is is a beautiful bookend. Yeah. To Rocky. Beautiful. I love Rocky. Bow. If you said yeah. to me one Rocky movie to watch in an audience in a movie theater, I, I pick Rock, Rocky Balboa. I love that film. Yeah, I love that film. I, I mean, I love Creed. It. Too. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Uh, Creed, is, Creed is I love Crystal. I love Creed also. And I like Creed, too, a lot. But Rocky Balboa has a, it's just something special to me. Yeah. He captured the magic that he had. In the he did. He got it he back. Did. He got it back. And the critics loved it, too. It was very. Yeah. And I listen, I think it was good enough to be nominated for best picture. Personally, I, I totally agree. I totally. And there was some buzz about it happening as well. Um, I got to tell you, too, Chuck, I saw that they, you know, they did a new Dune trailer for Bond. It actually, for some reason, it interests me now. I'm not a big fan of that series or yeah. the books, but um, all star cast. It's got some action. 
I think it might I might go to the theaters to see that as opposed to 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 HBO Max. And what's with the lukewarm response for the prequel to The Sopranos, Chuck? Well, it's day to day HBO Max again. I, I apologize. I haven't seen that yet also. But from what I read, it's, it's sort of polarizing. Some people really like it. And there's others who have issues because it was sold as a, you know, young Tony Soprano story. And that's really, I guess, not what the movie is. It's a different. It's um, really no, it's focused on another character completely. And Tony Soprano is sort of a supporting character oh. around the edges. And some they people had an issue dope? with that. They did. It's wow. also, I heard, very violent. And not, I mean, not surprising. It's Sopranos, wow. but it's that world. Uh, no doubt. Is there any um, early returns you haven't? I'm, I'm guessing you haven't heard anything about uh, returns as far as how much uh, Bond's p- pacing at. I haven't. I have not seen it. Uh, as of yet, I, I am. I heard uh, Halloween Kills is tracking around 50 million, which is not as much as the last installment. It is on the Peacock Network. I guess Peacock Network to stream it. How much you got to pay? 1999? Uh, I guess. I don't know. Are you going to uh, what are you going to do? No, I'll go to the movies to see it. Probably. Yeah. I think I think it might be free for Peacock if, if subscribers. I really do. I don't know. I'll find well, out. Well, Peacock week. is free and then they have a subscription. Well, like to, watch, to watch Sunday free. night, to watch Sunday night football, you got to spend like four ninety five. Not unless if you're an Xfinity or Comcast uh, subscriber, it is. Oh, free. I got you. Yeah. So I have well, I have Comcast. a Roku with my ice cream parlor. And this is what I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, that, that's the difference. Did I tell yeah. you, I've been playing San Andreas daily at my ice cream parlor every day. People love it. Well, that's, you know, people tune in to get the latest and greatest news on movies. And it's good that you're talking about San Andreas. Uh, I'm giving you my life. Experience. I'm giving, movie from five I'm giving you my life experience. This yeah. is what I do. Um, <laughs> Take it or leave it, Mike. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're going to end up having to take it because it's really you don't offer anything else uh, other than other than uh, San Andreas and and how big your TV show uh, set is. Sixty five inch. Have you watched? Uh, I, I meant to ask you, have you watched La Brea, La Brea on uh, on NBC Tuesday nights? It's a network show. Uh, yeah. The, the, no. the disaster show, though. Did you right? like it? I don't watch network TV. I know that's why I think you were like you were like robodoping me there. Yeah, no, that wasn't a robodope. The robodope no. was uh, hoping to see. The I have Surprise not. Movie. I uh, have not. Chuck, uh, you have any other movie news that we need to hear about? Anything you got? This date? Nothing? Anything? Not in front of me. No. Not in front. What well, do you need to go search? We can hit pause on this. No, no, it's okay. I don't. <laughs> All right, Chuck. We're gonna go through the uh, movies of the '90s horror movies. Of the 90s. But before we do that, let's do uh, 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 Fast Five. You want to do some Fast Five? Sure. And we'll start go. with one that's relatively easy. Uh, Matt Damon, who uh, you want to take a guess on how old Matt Damon is? He's 51. He is the same age as me, as a matter of fact. Just turned okay. 51. Matt Here's Damon. Deal. Uh, interesting actor. I, I was never really a big fan. I didn't, I'm not a fan. I don't like the Jason Bourne movies. I thought he was unlikable in Good Will Hunting, despite the fact I know a lot of people love that movie. Yeah, I think he's made unlikable. I'm then I, then the I, obvious one. The then one you always bring up. We bought a zoo. Yeah, there you go. I fa- and I watch it all the time in my ice cream parlor, uh, all the time, because it makes me feel good. It's a real, I mean, based on a true life uh, character, Benjamin Me, who who is an adventure junkie, takes a flyer because he wants to make his kids happy. His wife is deceased, recently lost her, and uh, buys a zoo. And um, I find it to be, I don't know, it's an inspirational, uplifting Makes me feel good movie. And he's super likable in that movie. And he's good chemistry with Scarlett Johansson. And uh, when I watch that film, I, I don't know. I gained a lot of respect for him. I just thought he was really good in it. I know, you know, people could call it fluff and, and 
Yeah. It's, a, it's a Cameron Crowe movie. And, it's a nice movie. Uh, yeah, I like it. it. No, yeah, I like the it. kids are really good in it, too. And yeah. yeah. She's good. Scarlett Johansson. There's good chemistry. What about you? There. I would say The Martian. Um, I think that's the most I, I, It's overrated on for screen. me, but go ahead. What's that? It's overrated. No, I think he's really good in it, though. I think right. he, I'm not I think saying he, he's not. I mean, he's he's he, he carries the film for over two hours. I think he's I think it's, it's interesting I think it's because he was the original choice James Cameron had for Avatar, but he was busy doing another movie and he, he were going to give him 10 percent of the gross. Think about that. Whew. Well, speaking of Avatar, well, he, like, he, he, he took 200 million off the table for himself. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, what was okay, the other movie? Do we know? I'm not I sure. I wonder what the other movie was. At least hopefully it was a born movie uh, for him. Um, speaking of Avatar, one of our favorite actresses, and it's this is an easy one. Low hanging fruit for Sigourney Weaver, Chuck, who is uh, 72 years old. Can you believe Ripley is 72 years old? I know I, I uh, brought that up on another radio spot that I do. It, hard to believe. Listen, uh, I, I would argue that Ellen Ripley is is the greatest, most defining female action hero of all time. I mean, yes, Sarah Connor, Linda Hamilton was pretty darn good also, but there's something nuanced about that performance and her bond. This is the best parental bond, even though they're not real mother-daughter, but it's still the yep. best parental bond uh, between a woman and a child I've ever seen on screen. And it's just um, – and, and, and the reality is that little girl knew – who's now I became an English teacher. That was the only thing she ever did on film, which right. is amazing. Right. Um, if you had to pick one, obviously she's the best. And if you had to pick one that a- wasn't aliens, what that wasn't aliens though. That oh, wasn't, that wasn't aliens. You had to pick one. How about, how about, um, well, gorillas in the mist is really, you know, it's a, it, uh, it's one of her defining performances. Um, a working girl. She was nominated. Yeah. She's plays a villain. Um, and what's the one Dave? She's good in Dave, right? Oh yeah. She's really good in Dave. She plays yeah. the unlikable, uh, unlikable wife for the uh, unlikable first lady. And but, uh, Ghostbusters, know. right? She's good in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Good, uh, yeah. She did a movie called copycat. That's good. Yeah. With uh, Deborah Winger, right? Um, no, uh, 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 Holly, it, Hunter. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Yeah. 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 All right, Chuck uh, Chevy Chase is 78 years old. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Not so there's nothing comes to mind. You can't even say Clark oh. Griswold. He did a movie called Funny Farm. I like you didn't like the vacation movies. Um, they're all right. They're all right. The Christmas yeah. one is a classic. You didn't That's like it. Fletch. Uh, I like foul play. Foul play. Good one. Oh, no, seems like old times. I like. Uh, yeah, I like that, too. But, uh, you know, I, I, I just he just. There's something. There's a smugness to him. That's real. Oh, there's no that. doubt about that. I'm and not going to you know, deny that. Yeah, but he's he's done some comedy classics. He has. I mean, He's had a good Patty career. Shack. Anyone? I mean, Ty Webb. I'm going to tie you mm. up with some ties. Ty, I take uh, my, I'll take me some Ronnie Dangerfield in that one. Um, how about Michael Pere, Chuck? Michael Pere wow. is 63 years old. It's a name that not a lot of our listeners are. Streets of Fire, right? Yeah, Streets and of then Fire. And what was that movie, that cult movie he did? Um, he did we the, played the singer experiment, right? Oh, oh the played. Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, yeah Eddie, and the Cruisers. Eddie and the Cruisers had a big cult, a bit at the time. That's forgotten now. But it That's had a, a great huge, movie. It had a really big cult following. That's a great movie. And um, don't forget where he got started, right? Do you remember where he got started? No. He's one of the classmates on Greatest American Hero. I didn't know that. You didn't know that for real? No, I don't. Re- I didn't remember that. All right, Chuck. Jog uh, my memory. Last but not least, I'm going to give you a choice. Good. Uh, Joan Kuzak or David Morse. Who do we want to talk about? David Morse. David Morse. 
He did a TV show called Hack on CBS that I was a big fan of, sort of like The Equalizer. He had a he was in the Rocky, but he he had an amazing run. Good and most career. people wouldn't know his name, but boy, he's really good. 68 years old. Remember, he was also got started on St. Elsewhere, right? He was- I think he did a movie with with Jack Nicholson that really like like elevated him in the industry. Got a lot of respect for doing it. Like, he, he, you know, he got good buzz. He was right. respected as a working actor. He's really good. He's also good as a villain. He pops up as a villain every once in a while, too. Uh, the one that comes to mind is Extreme Measures, right? With uh, Hugh Grant. Was he the villain in Disturbia? Yeah, he was the next door neighbor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's he's a also good the movie. Villain huh? in, he's the yeah, it's a good movie. He's yeah, a villain a in movie. Twelve Blocks as well. Yeah, and he's also great in the Green Mile, right? He was he's a real fantastic penny. in that movie. Great movie. That movie's great. a clay classic. Green Mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I think I mean it's, it maybe is a, a tweak notch down. Yeah. Just From another Shawshank, movie that probably great, needed one more edit. But still really good. It's still really good. I think it needed one more edit. Maybe. Well, what a long. cast. It, very, it, feels, it feels very, um, it feels very, it plays out like, it just plays really nice. Yes. It's a yes. nice movie. No, good film. And he's the villain in 12 Monkeys as well. He's yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's had a really. How many really, acting credits does he have? A uh, hundred on the nose. Pretty good. That's pretty good. You and he's still, he's still acting. He had a good career. Um, he's going to play Abraham Lincoln in a documentary about the Drake uh, Gettysburg Address. He's going to do the voice. Sure, he'll him, kill so it. He's he's great. He really is. Um, all right, uh, Chuck, let's go through the movies of the 90s, horror movies. Um, and we'll talk about our memories of these movies and which ones are our must sees. And right out of the gate, I don't know if you remember, but in January of uh, 1990, Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 came out. And remember, the second one has a bit of a cult following. Because Dennis Hopper, I hated that movie with a passion, but they did do another one in 1990. That one's a weird one, boy. He played lefty, right? Yeah. Dennis Hopper. That one has like a, even at the time he came out, it had a cult following. I'm not a fan of it. I got to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever seen Leatherface, but also in the winter. I did. I, 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 you know what? All those movies, they work on a certain level because the the concept's just like, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that position. Um, I wouldn't consider this as a pure horror movie, but it is a must see. And if you haven't yet, but in uh, early 1990, Tremors came out. I mean, it plays more of a, a comedy action movie than a horror movie, but it does fall in the genre. And we both yeah. love this movie. It's, it's a lot to love. Great cast, uh, fun concept, well-directed, good supporting roles. It's good. Yep. How about remember uh, also in early 1990, um, Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Do you remember that one with? I do. I I, I did. I did. That was highly anticipated, marketed. uh, It was interesting, but it was more of a misfire than a fire. Yeah. Um, Also a misfire, too. They did a cult uh, cop movie with the Lou Diamond Phillips called The First Power from 1990. Don't remember it. The Guardian directed by William Freak. And I I remember going to I remember going to theater. It's a disappointment. The the, uh, it's a the killer tree, who, right? Yeah, killer tree. Uh, Carrie Lowell, who was a bond, uh, bond issue, was yeah. on it. Well, with L.A. Law, right? Yep. Uh, I liked her. And then the, the male star was the father of Kevin Costner in Field of Dreams. Dwyer Brown. Yeah. 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 And now that uh, movie's not good. That movie, uh, that was a bore fest. Yeah. So was the Tales from the Dark Side movie that came out a little bit later on in 1990. Yeah. Are you going to talk you- about uh, Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead? Um, if it comes up in 1990, I will. All right. All right. How about uh, Gremlins Two: The New Batch? Do you consider that a horror movie? No. Having said that, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about it. Um, it's sort of like half sequel, half parody, right? 
Yeah. It's very enjoyable. I mean, if you had to put a gun in my head, I'd take the original. Uh, but uh, it is a good sequel. It is fun. Gizmo's still really cool. Um, it's it's a mock of Donald Trump by much, John Glover. It? Yeah. Um, but it's got a lot of nifty stuff in it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, a lot of nifty stuff in this quasi horror movie, too, in the summer of 1990. We're both big fans of arachnophobia. Here's the thing. When this movie came out, it was released by Touchstone, which is a division of Disney. Touchstone was releasing like one movie a week. Yeah. Right. And they, they marketed as a thrill comedy, half thriller, half comedy. It did OK at the box office, but not what Disney wanted or Touchstone wanted. But. It works best in the last half hour, which is a roller coaster. John yep. Goodman plays Exterminator. He's fun. Jeff Daniels is really good. Uh, that, you know, J- Jeff Daniels going mano y mano with the spider in the last act. Really, it's great stuff. It's a great scene. Yeah. Here's the thing. It, it's sort of a homage to Jaws because there's certain characters in a movie that. Well, yeah, Julian Sands is basically, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and, and then and then um, Quint and then the other guys like Hooper. Right. That guy's like the, the, the right with the glasses. He's like yeah. Hooper. Uh, it's a fun movie. It is scary, too. It is scary. If you're not a fan of spiders, there's some. Yeah. Movies. My daughter That's, really enjoyed that. Jeff movie. Daniels. Listen, Jeff Daniels can do as everything. We've come to known. That guy's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the guy can do speed. He can do this. He can do dumb and dumber. He could do the newsroom. I mean, oh, my God, about I mean, all the different, the different stuff. He can you realize do. how great an actor that guy was. He's, yeah, he's a genre hopper for sure. How about Flatliners in 1990, Chuck? I, I just don't like this movie. Um, it, it's a horror movie to say that I just they had a great concept and they really was a dud with what they did with it. I just didn't like the angle of basically these people are bringing their nightmares to life. Is that what's happening in this movie? I didn't like that at all. New West Craven's new nightmare. No, Flatliners. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh OK. That I love. OK, Flatliners. Is a misfire. Joel Schumacher. It has. Listen, the concept is really good. But it it goes in a different direction than what you want. And I, I remember watching it in the theater going, OK, I like this. I, I'm really going to like this. And I and I didn't No, I don't like the angle they took with the storyline. No, they, they botched the, they botched the angle. Yeah. Um, how about The Exorcist 3? I know you're a fan of this movie. came out in 1990 as well. I am. It's not it's a, a good follow. Film. It has, two, two's awful. Two is awful. I always, you know, I always am perplexed when like a movie like Exorcist 2 has like this cult, like certain people really dig it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really know what they're watching. I just rewatched it, Chuck. It's unwatchable. Yeah, it's unwatchable. But there's certain people like, oh, yeah, they see something we don't. Like it's a very small percentage. Now, Exorcist Three, George C. Scott's really good. Yep, and he's really good. And yep, <coughs> William Peter Blatty, the author of the original Exorcist, wrote and directed this. I think it's the director's cut that's even better. And uh, he's playing and, the cop. He's playing Lee J. Cobb, right? From yes, the first uh, Kinderman, Lieutenant yep. Kinderman, and and the actor from Saint Elsewhere plays a, a, a priest. And oh, his yeah, bond, yeah. his bond, they go to the movies. That's one of the cool bonds. Kinderman and him go to the movies all the time because they have a love of film. That's right. And he that 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 actor, I think his name's Ed Flannery. It is. Okay. Their bond in that movie is really good. And it has a lot of good stuff. And there's a, a jump scare where somebody's possessed and walking on the ceilings. It's one of the classic jump scares of all time. 
Yeah, Ed, Ed Flanders. Now, now the, Ed the, Flanders, the, the, the last act could have been a lot better. But the yeah, first Ed Flanders act, was his name, Chuck. Yes. Now, it, yeah, and, and you're right. Uh, it, it does have a good cameo by Jason Miller, who does pop up again. Yeah, um, was well, a Gemini killer. He was a serial killer, and he's yeah, yeah. I you know I don't know Chuck. I, I liked it a lot. I remember when I saw it. It didn't yeah. really make him move move the needle too much at the box office, but no, um, still an enjoyable watch. And compared to the to the other one, I mean, geez. And you're right. I don't know how people think that there's something there with the heretic, but it is unwatchable. Well, all right, Chuck. Right before Halloween, October the nineteenth to uh, nineteen ninety, you get Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead. Okay, here's the deal. I'm in New York City on a job interview. I was very young. And uh, I knew he was playing. And, and, and I went and walked into one of those big uh, theaters at the time. I don't know how many theaters. I don't know if Multiplex is the, the innovation in 90. But I remember going down an escalator. And uh, I was watching this movie. And I got to tell you, I don't know if it was just the mindset I was in. I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. Uh, Patricia Tallman... Uh, was the lead and they, they what they did is they made the character from the original film um, who is completely passive and frustrating yeah. into an action here like a Sigourney Weaver alien Ripley type character and uh, Tony Todd's really good I know it's in color it's not in black and white and um, I, I, I watch this movie a lot on Halloween. It's like one of my go-to movies. I don't know if it's because I, it's a memory I have in my head that I... I think it you know, is, yeah. But I really like it. Sure. No, I yeah, really like the it. film. It also came out the same day as Graveyard Shift. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, let me just tell you about that one. That this is the worst, that is is the worst Stephen... That is the worst movie ever attached to a Stephen King name. And yeah. they were just churning them out back in the day, just trying to cash in. And that movie is god-awful. Yeah, it's I bad. was like, I almost walked out. I was like, this movie sucks yeah it's bad, bad. Um, yeah. right after that though a very good stylistic uh cult classic horror movie jacob's ladder comes out yeah really I just good re-wa- i just rewatched this and it 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 holds up big time yeah and, and uh, uh uh tim robbins is really good i never yeah. saw the remake did you no i never did either no i don't uh, i mean i don't think it made two cents no i don't think it made a blip i think it's either. a hard sell in in in, in this generation it's a harder sell it plays big time with Danny Aiello, too, as his, as chiropractor. I mean, yeah. he's got a lot of and, and, uh, and overtones. Here's, here, here's the deal. They don't make movies like this anymore. No, no. they don't. Chuck, were because you a fan of it, Child's Play 2? Yeah, I was. I liked it. I did. Uh, I liked the, the first. I like Child- uh, no, a hospital. No, Is that a hospital? One? No, it's um, it's a, it's a female lead in yeah. the movie instead of the little kid. And, and, and Chucky, you know, terrorizes her. Uh, she was on Beverly Hills 90210, that actress. Gotcha. Uh, I like Charles Play 1, 2, and 3. How about the TV release of Stephen King's It, which came out in 1990 as well? We could talk about that real quick. Yeah. Which is done, I think, over five, four or five nights, right? They did a whole miniseries on it. Had, it was uh, a miniseries. Yeah, Annette O'Toole and uh, Richard Thomas. I mean, Thomas. listen, Tim Curry was an awesome, awesome Pennywise. I'd, it might be a signature role if you think about it. Uh, Beside Rocky Horror. Now, I know it's yeah, gonna fall, it would be it's going to fall in the category of horror, but I don't think Predator 2 is a horror movie, but I know you're a fan. I am a fan. And it's interesting because when I saw Predator 2 in a the theater, I sort of was like, ah, I like parts of it. Some of it I didn't. But over time, like a lot of people have the same reaction to this movie. It was directed by uh, Stephen uh, Hopkins. Hopkins, who did yeah. a lot of the 24s. Right. He, he yeah. was a main cog in the 24 yeah. TV show. Um, 
over time, I have really grown to dig that movie tremendously. I love, and I mean, love Danny, Danny, uh, Danny Glover is the lead in that film. I mean, Arnold was supposed to do it and then backed out, had a disagreement over money. They were looking for different. Actually, Patrick Swayze was considered, I heard. Wow. Uh, as, as, as the lead. And then he, ultimately they, they go with Danny Glover. I thought he did a fantastic job. And I always remember going, oh, Danny Glover looks like he's 10 years younger than Lethal Weapon because, you know, he was. And, they, you know, he grade him off for Lethal Weapon uh, to play a little older. But yeah. yeah. And Morton Downey Jr., Bill Paxton, Mar- Maria Conchito Alonso. Remember that one? Yeah, Gary uh, Predator Busey 2. as well. And right? that, Gary the, last tw- the last 20 minutes of Predator 2 is awesome stuff and great score by ending, Alan Silvestri. The way they too. end that movie, and it's very like thought provoking, intriguing, where the predators were around for so long when he hands them that gun, right? Uh, from the yeah, West, I did that like good that. Stuff, I did man. like that, yeah. Um, good. last but certainly not least, maybe the scariest movie of 1990 came out right at the end of the year and got uh, Kathy Bates an Oscar. Misery is quite scary, Chuck. I love this film and a great turn by James Conn, too. Yeah, I mean, some people have said, oh, is James Conn miscast? I don't think so. No way. Um, no way. She's unbelievable. He's really Oscar. good in it. It's and a she, really good yeah, movie. I mean, you talk I about you, that, iconic roles. That, that scene, you know, the ankle scene, it's one of the hardest scenes to watch and repeat viewing. Yeah. It almost is like you don't want to watch a movie, no? No, but it's, I tell you what, I remember seeing it for the first time. I'm like, they're not really going to do this and show it, are they? They did. They just showed it. It's unbelievable. And yeah. when he's banging her head against the, <laughs> Laura Connor, sw- sick, twisted. You know what? I mean, yeah. that, the good payoff in that movie. Yeah. Um, and it turned right around into 1991 with maybe the scariest movie of the decade, maybe the scariest movie of all time. The Silence of the Lambs, Chuck. This was the near perfect movie. Uh, it, it's it's features really two of the great star turns of all time. And Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter and uh, Jodie Foster is Clarice Stalling. I mean, the chemistry the scripting, the acting. And it, it, let's be honest, it, it, it peaks in the middle. That sequence is one of the greatest sequences ever shot. Hannibal Lecter's escape when from that escapes, museum, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the movie hits such a high point. I mean, the end's good, don't get me wrong. But that middle point, that sequence is so good. Yeah, it is. Nothing, I, I mean, it's just, a, it's just the top of their game. Direction, scripting, acting. It's the, and it actually won its swept the Academy Awards, too. I know five yeah. major Oscars. Child's Play three comes out in 1991. Chuck, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed up. it. That was in the military camp. Yeah. How about uh, Freddy's Dead? The final nightmare. This is not the one we love. No, I this know is the one that wrapped up the original first. Uh, series. It's watchable. It, it was in uh, the last 15 minutes was 3D. You put the glasses oh, on. That's right. <laughs> is that the one that had Roseanne Barr and yeah, and Johnny Tom Depp, Arnold? Johnny Depp does a con. Yeah, Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold. They- <laughs> Yeah, they did a bunch of cameos in that film. Uh, Cape Fear comes out in 1991. Not a true true horror movie, but uh, th- that movie's scary. It is with Robert De Niro. What a what a it, performance! It might be his puts- scariest acting, his scariest performance. That movie when, he, when he's laughing in the movie theater. That I mean, movie's how- not like if you told me to watch that movie now. It, I mean, it's really good, but I don't. It's unpleasant. No, it's just unpleasant. And the overtones with uh, Juliette Lewis, too. I mean, that, that's creepy. an uncomfortable scene. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it, it's nice to see Scorsese do a movie like that. Yeah, you know, it's like re- the- I mean, it is a really good movie. How about the people under the stairs? Chuck West cult Craven. Fo- I, it has a cult uh, cult following. I like it a lot. You like it that one? I, I guess no, it's I do. Okay. I like it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun, that movie. Yeah. But, you know, it was Wes Craven before he jumped into uh, the screen movies. I think that was his last one that he would do before. What he about jumped. Shocker? What year did that come out? 
we'll, we'll probably get to it, Chuck. Right. We're to 1992 now with the Lawnmower Man, which is underrated Stephen King movie. I actually like this film, Chuck. I like it. I don't love it. It, yeah. it, it. It's one of those movies when you went to the video store and you saw the box. It's like, wow, Lawnmower Man. That's where I discovered that movie. I didn't see it in the theater. I don't think I did. I didn't see it in the theater, but I did like yeah. Pierce Brosnan. And then Jeff Fahey, you know, he's pretty good in it. And I like the ending to that film, too. Um, how about Sleepwalkers? Again, Stephen King comes out in 1992 about, I guess, Killer Cats, the mother and son team. You had yeah, the- it's uh, it's a it's just a cash grab. It's not good. Nothing great. Right. Speaking of cash, no, grabs, definitely not great. I would say uh, I w- I'll bring up Alien 3, although not really a horror movie, Chuck. Uh, that's the one with the well, we talked about this. I mean, the problem with Alien 3 is very well made. If you if, I mean, if you put it on in, in, on if I watch it on a TV right now, it's a good movie. The problem is that it's not the movie you want after a masterpiece of aliens. You don't kill off Newt. You don't kill off Bill, uh, Bill, uh, Michael Bean's character. And, um, you know, it's one alien and not a bunch of them. Yeah. So it's and- like. It's almost like done to give the middle finger. He's well made. I mean, David Fincher, it's a well made movie, but it's like the middle finger to the fan base. It, it, it makes and, no sense. And too much uh, CGI, too. That was disappointing as well. Yeah. A lot of CGI in that. Paul says Sutton's really good, though. He is. He's always good. No doubt about it. You're right. You're right. Um, how about back to back? Here's two horror movies back to back in 1992 Pet Cemetery 2. The yeah. follow up, which was Ed Furlong. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's watchable. It's watchable. And uh, you had Anthony Edwards and Candyman comes out. The original Chuck with uh, Virginia Madsen. People forget start in the original. I thought it was OK. Nothing great. Although Tony Todd's a good villain. I just couldn't get into it too much. I don't think it's that scary. And besides, why would you say Candyman into the mirror as many times? And yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I, 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 I wasn't a big fan either. Uh, I am a big fan of Army of Darkness, which came out in 90. It's a lot of well. fun. It has a yeah. completely different tone in one and two, though. Again, I would argue maybe not a horror movie. Who um, who who made the cameo in the supermarket in the beginning? Female actress. Oh, boy, I don't remember. Bridget Fonda, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, well, I liked her. She hasn't yeah. worked in forever. No, she's, she's great, retired. Do you marry yeah. Danny Elfman? Yeah. Uh, how about Innocent Blood, Chuck? Do you remember that John Landis vampire kind of spoof movie? With I Anthony LaPaglia as a mob guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't have much comment on it. I it's, do remember it's it. It's flat. Though. It's not very good. Yeah, remember him, Anthony LaPaglia? Yeah, although I, I do remember Robert Loggia being quite funny in that movie. Yeah. Um, Dr. Giggles, you want to comment on this slasher Larry Drake movie? Larry Drake. He's actually fun in it. I mean, it's just like... Uh, <laughs> they, they were inventing stuff back in the day. It's like, okay, who could be who a Who can kill villain? somebody next, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know we're going to polarize on this next one, but Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. I thought it was pretty good towards the end of the film with Keanu Reeves and uh, Winona Ryder. I, I know it's now I'm going to tell time. you something about that movie. Um, I didn't like it at all. Not at all. It's flat. I know it made a lot of money and people like it. I just don't like it at all. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was very stylistic. I, I, yeah, I that's agree the with problem. You. Here's the thing. It's all style, zero substance. I never got into it. You and didn't like uh, Gary Oldman as Dracula. It's just all style. It has no substance whatsoever. And I listen, substance, Francis 19- Ford Coppola is one of the most interesting talents to ever hit Hollywood yeah. because the man was a creative genius in certain films. The two Godfather movies, they're masterpieces. Yeah. They, they define cinema. And then some of his stuff is, is a little head scratching. And I just think Dracula... Is is all style, and I mean, is all style in zero substance. That's the problem. 
Uh, there you have it, Mike. Leprechaun you comes out in 1990. You want to talk about Leprechaun? Uh, I like Leprechaun in the hood. That one's a fun <laughs> one. Give me some. Give me some. Uh, give me some Leprechaun in the hood, Mike. But, uh, uh, the- Leprechaun Jennifer Aniston became a yeah, star, right? Yeah. She didn't look. She didn't look like she'd be a movie star in that one. Well, no? she, it's a funny, funny what huh? a nose job will do, right? Um, and Hello. Stephen, speaking of Stephen King churning out movie after movie, the Dark Half comes out in 1993. The Tommy yes, Knockers. Why, it, yeah. 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 OK. Tommy Knockers comes out on TV almost within the same week. Yeah. I enjoyed the dark half with uh, Timothy Hutton. Yeah, it has merit. It has merit. It does have merit. But it just it's uh, honestly it's a two and a half star movie. And George A. Romero, a clear, you know, that was the big deal because he was directing that film. And uh, yeah, it, it doesn't have a feel of a George A. Romero movie. But um, yeah. how about Body Snatchers in 1993, Chuck? Uh this was another remake with Gabrielle can I, can Anwar. I, can and- I liked her. Can I tell you a story? Sure. That's okay. why we're here to tell that stories. Mo- so. I, I'm a huge fan of it. I'm a huge Invasion of the Body Snatcher fan. And 70s version is one of my all-time favorite films. Easily put it in my top 20. Uh, I knew this movie was coming out. It didn't get much of a release. And, and I saw that it was playing in a handful of theaters, one in New York. So, uh I don't know if it was you or was Trulio. I know my girlfriend at the time who I married, we went and um, it has issues, but the scene when the pod, like, ah, like, the, yeah. the, the, and that musical, that was an awesome sequence. Yeah. It has issues, that movie. April, 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 what's his director's name? Abel Ferrer. Yeah. yeah he did yeah. King of New York with Christopher yeah. Walken. He's sort of like a cult director. Um, I could see why it didn't get a big release, but and I bought it on Laserdisc, and I, I always play that scene really loud. Uh, you know, okay. I, the the concept is is still awesome. Yeah. How about 1993, Chuck? Jason goes to hell. The final Friday, a promise again. The final Friday, uh, and remember, this one has at the very, 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 yeah. very, very end. Yeah. Freddy Krueger's hand coming out of the ground. That right? I like. That's the only thing I liked about this movie. Listen, if I want to see Jason, I want to see Jason not. Jason jumping into bodies. I mean, honestly, I, movies. I don't like it. It's stupid. It is. Yeah, it's stupid, and it's not also stupid. Fu- it's so frustrating. Not stupid though. In 1993, another it went Stephen so King- cheap too. Yeah, they were another oh, Stephen King movie in '93, Chuck, and that's Needful yeah. Things. That and, one's good. Yeah, that is a good director, one. The director's cuts like an hour longer. Is it really? Yeah, it's like an hour of footage. It's interesting. That movie. And that scene at the toward the end with Ed Harris, he's a great cast in that movie. Yeah, Max Van Sydow too. Yeah, Max yeah. Van Sydow. Yeah. yeah, he's the one. He's the only actor to play God and the Devil. Yeah, right. Yep, it's incredible. Um, he was how, awesome. How about Man's Best Friend, Chuck? Remember this film with uh, Lance Henriksen and Ali Sheedy about I a do. genetically a genetically engineered uh, <laughs> Wilder? You remember this movie? You don't. I do. And actually, I think I saw it in the movie theater. Yeah, I think we all saw this yeah. together. Yeah. And I think it's probably quite, kind of funny. I liked it. Listen, don't, don't, like, again, they made movies back then that they wouldn't make now. Now, if they make it, you're not going to see it because it's on some like low, like your pay-per-view. You know, he's going to watch. Yeah. In those days, they got movies. They got people to go to the theater to see these movies. I know. I know. Well, this next movie in 1994 didn't get in the theaters. An epic uh, portrayal of uh, one another one of Stephen King's books, but this one is fantastic, and that's the Stand, Chuck, which ABC really well, we did both. a great we, job we, with. I love that. I love it. It's one of the best miniseries ever. 
It has an amazing cast. An amazing uh, Gary Ruby Sinise. Too. Yeah, and listen, uh, Ruby D is Mother Abigail. I didn't see the remake with Willie Goldberg, but uh, I know it got a mixed reaction. But Ruby D is Mother Abigail. That was a that that had power, yeah. man. That that and Jerry uh, Jamie Sheridan as the Randall Flag yeah, and, yeah, and Ray good. Walston when he says it's almost over. Ray yeah. Walston when he's I, that movie has power to it. Very much. And but maybe some of the best work Rob Lowe ever did. Yeah, it's, it's a terrific movie. Yeah, I want to rewatch it. I haven't seen that in a yeah, long time. Yeah, it, it's good. Now, this is a stretch to call it a horror movie, but when you're making a movie about werewolves, you got to put it in the horror genre. Wolf with Jack Nicholson. You know, that movie's really forgotten, if you think about it. Yeah. I, I like it. it. It was directed by... um Who directed that? Mike Nichols. Victor, Mike Not Nichols. a horror director. No, yeah. something different. Yeah. And um, James Spader was a good nemesis in that movie. So and it's it's a I mean, it, again, it's forgotten. If you say that to most people, they're like, "What are you talking about?" Out of Nicholson's canon, it's, yeah. you don't even think about it. No, you don't. Chuck, I liked it though. I remember in 1994, uh, this day I saw two movies: Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And then later on that night, we all sat down to say, "Ah, you know what? Wes Craven's doing another Freddy Krueger movie. It's called New Nightmare. Let's see what it's like. I mean, yeah. What could he possibly do to this film that's going to make it?" memorable or great movie matter. And I would say, and I would argue that this movie is as good, if not better than scream. It came out a couple years before scream. It, it and, is terrific. And it's a fantastic it's, movie. It, and it's much three, like Rocky Balboa. There's three great Elm Street movies. The original. Yep. Dream Warriors, which yep. is the third. And this one. Yeah. And, and this is why Freddy Krueger is iconic because there were three great ones. And this one is, is a great movie. Well, that's much like Rocky Balboa is like a good, like, bookend to the original yeah. one and it turns and the scary. genre on its side and, and, and it's not funny anymore freddy's serious in this no again. It's, it's scary again it's yeah. scary again. it's really and good it's really well done and kudos to the movie makers there because they figured out a way to make it interesting and scary and i never I, nobody thought that they could um in the mouth of madness comes out in 1994 of I, I think because, did we go together i think one? we did yeah, yeah we Sam took a Neal. drive we took a drive to see that yeah, because it was in limited like it was it wasn't a massive release. Um, John Carpenter directs. Sam I wanted Neal. to like it a lot and I I liked it a little. Yeah, I just don't think it moves the needle enough there. Chuck. No, it it, does, no, it does not. It does have a nice cameo by Charlton Heston in it, though. Yeah. Uh, of note, um, Hideaway comes out in 1995, Chuck. It's a Dean Koontz movie with uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, they were kind of getting the uh, star power of Alicia, Alicia Silverstone in that. Yeah, I don't remember it. You get the sequel to a Candyman Farewell to the Flesh in 95 as well. You're always going to um, get a sequel to anything that makes money in horror. Absolutely. Right? Um, and then John Carpenter makes another movie in 95. This one flopped big time. And it might have been one of the last ones Christopher Reeve was walking in. And that's Village of the Damned. Oh, I'm going to tell you about honestly, this movie's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. good. It yeah. is, it's, it's probably Carpenter's worst. It might it's be a bad movie. It's he boring. even throws in uh, Mark Hamill's got a cameo in this, too. He's yeah, it's a bad movie. I, I mean, just think about he the cast. I mean, I love Christopher Reeve, but Kirstie Alley and Linda Kozlowski. I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't really inspire too much uh, no, confidence walking into the theater. It's bad. Good action, horror, uh, science fiction movie. I enjoyed re- directed. Probably uh, probably it's good because it's directed by Roger Donaldson. And that species, I thought the original species was, yeah, it was pretty I liked darn it. good, Chuck. A great yeah. cast, too. It was a good cast. Uh, no doubt about it with Michael Madsen. And you had a. Uh, uh, Natasha Henstridge, yeah, first time and, on screen. And she made yeah, made a name for herself in that yeah, movie. Yeah, she did. Uh, Lord of Illusions, uh, Clive Barker, another movie about a 
the magician world. Chuck Scott Bakula. Remember that? Film? That movie's an interesting movie, actually. Um, and then a, an underrated sequel came out in 1995. Chuck, well, maybe not. A, it was a good follow up to Return of Michael Myers, The Curse of Michael Myers. There's a like producer. The, there's a producer's cut that was bootleg, but now it's available. That one plays one, a lot better. This one's a note because it has Paul Rudd in it. Yeah, and, and his stuff is good. And the producer's cut is much, much better in all in full disclosure than the actor. The theatrical cut is a complete mess. And, and well, they, get they, into they take the, the storyline into ridiculous, yeah, ridiculous territory. And they kill what else? Did they, what else? Uh, yeah, he, he's and listen, we love Donald Pleasance. He would have been 101, I think, last week. Uh, and they he's, kill him he's, off he's, he's, he's we, really old. And he was he died right during I, uh, the production of that one. Right. Uh, uh, he died. I thought he died during the post production yeah, or, or right after right yeah. after. But you could tell he was sickly. Wes Craven did not follow up uh, New Nightmare well in 1995, a big flop for Eddie Murphy, Vampire in Brooklyn. Not really a horror movie and not really a good no. movie at all. And, nobody, and very few people saw it. No. And he seemed uninterested walking through that. Movie, probably. Right? Probably a, was a good action. A horror movie by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, though, in 96, Chuck, from Dust Till Dawn. A really good flick. I, I like it a lot. I mean, it's, it's two movies, which is interesting. Is one 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 tone in the first half completely different in the second half? It merges together. Clooney's super cool in that movie. Yeah, Kaito's uh, really good in it too. As the yeah, priest. he's really Fred William Salma Hayek, Tom is, Savini, Tom yeah. Selma Hayek. Yeah, you get a lot of good stuff. Even Quentin Tarantino does some yeah. does some work in it. Now, let me ask you this: Is Fear a horror movie? If you have a daughter, I would say Fear is a horror movie. Yeah, I think so. 1996, Mark Wahlberg, and uh, I love this film, Chuck, directed by James Foley. He did yeah. Sea of Love. He yeah. has a great payoff at the end. William L. Peterson. Uh, Peterson. I, you know, this is pretty menacing. He's really good in this as the bad guy. Uh, Marky Mark early in his yeah, career. Yeah, I mean, that helped that helped his career, that movie. It did. It did. It gave him some uh, some substance. The yes. craft. Chuck, remember about the witches? They just it has, a, it has a following that movie. It just did a remake, I believe. Yeah, in that I know. Film. 1996. We're into now, Chuck, as we move along the horror movies of of the 90s is, you know, next week we've got Halloween Kills coming out. And uh, we are really looking forward to that. Hopefully they redeem themselves a little bit. How about the island of Dr. Moreau? An unbelievable disaster of a movie, Chuck. I mean, that movie's weird because the star of the movie's not the star of the movie. What you expected to be the star of the movie. Yeah, it's and it's, it's strange. And let's be honest, Marlon Brando at this stage was just beyond off the wall crazy. I would recommend, and I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Watch the documentary. A lot Val. of backstory on that movie. Yeah, it's a, and you'll see Strange more of the backstory. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's just a crazy. I remember seeing it in the theater going, this is weird. Well, I remember seeing this movie in 1996 in the theater and just being mesmerized by the crowd participation and how great it was. And that scream, Chuck, um, it's just an incredible horror movie. Um, even knowing that what happens to Drew Barrymore in the beginning of the film, that opening sequence is fantastic. It's a classic movie. It's a classic movie. With and so is Scream terms. 2, though. Yeah, I would argue. I, I love yeah. Scream 2. But yeah, it's a Scream is a classic movie. And it and it and it really solidified Wes Craven is, you know, a huge name in this genre. And it doesn't cheat at the end. It's got a really good payoff at the end. It's not one of these, you know, and it's definitely times, an R rated movie. It is. A lot it's of times these horror movies would have a throw stupid ending. That and it has doesn't. such good characters in it. And they cast Matthew Lazard. Was so good in this movie, yeah, and yeah. um, it's yeah. it's it's so well cast. Yep, it is. They made David Arquette likable, which is almost hard to do. And no, he's really like very good in it. Do we? I know you like Anaconda. I do not like Anaconda. Oh, I enjoy that movie. It's not a horror movie either. I, I just I just don't like okay. that movie. 
What did you think of the TV version of The Shining in 1997? It has Stephen some merit. Weber. It has some merit because I think Stephen Merritt is good. And like, you know, the original novel, it takes time for Jack Torrance to go bonkers in the miniseries. You know, it t- takes his time. There's some things I like about it. There's some things I like about 97's Mimic as well, which is Guillermo del Toro. One of the, his first times. I'm not a fan. Movie. You're not a fan of that? I, I no, I'm, not that fan of, I'm not that big a fan of him as a director. No, I, I do like I'm him in the minority. Lot. OK. Um, Event Horizon, science fiction horror. That movie with, has has a very strong cult following now. It's very graphic and very uh, gory and scary. Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill. Yeah, that one gets in your head a little bit. That's a good scary movie, Chuck. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, didn't make a lot of money at the time, uh, but it is a scary film. Uh, what about I know what you did last summer? I know we were just kind of cashing in on you know these teenage just movies. To, for me, just came out. for me, for me, just okay. I mean, I like Jennifer Love You, what I do. It, it, it just feels like they're churning out something. It made a lot of money, though. It did. It made it a very lot popular. of money. It made a sequel or two as well. I mean, and, the killers. Ah, come on. It's I just mean, like, the, 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 uh, I know it's the not Morton's very Fisherman imaginative. That, yeah, it's just not. Uh, Devil's Advocate, I liked a lot, though, even though Al Pacino goes a little bit overboard with his acting yeah. here. But when doesn't he? I, I thought that was a very good movie. I like it. Yep. I think, uh, what's her, uh, Charlize Theron? Yeah. Very good. Keanu Reeves yeah. as well. I, I yeah, I'd say I got a good storyline to it. Um, I don't think Star Trip Starship Troopers is a horror movie, but it pops up because but of it's content. damn good movie, though. It's a fun flick. There's oh, no it's doubt really about good. It. It's very thought provoking. Also, yep. yep 1997s. And, you know, we could spend a minute talking about Alien Resurrection, which comes out in 97 as well. And you can't clone Ripley. You just can't do it, Chuck. It's just not interesting. I agree. And it's just I mean, I'd like the pairing of her when we're known a writer and it has a it has a nice homage to the Poseidon adventure in that film. The underwater stuff in underwater. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it does. But. Um, but it's like you're watching it, and, and here's the problem: it's it, it's not what you want with a character, but they had no choice because they killed her off in part three. It's just like it's stupid. I really it's well uh, made stupid though. Yeah, Scream Two comes out in ninety. I love Scream Two. Yeah, this is the one with uh, James Foley, right? He's the bad guy in this with the yeah Roseanne's Roseanne's and, but sister. They, right? they they kill uh they kill off such a popular character in it though. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, this is the one that starts in the movie theater in the beginning, right? Or no? no Lee Strider in the beginning. Yeah, I don't remember. I just know I love it. <laughs> How about Fallen, Chuck? With uh, no, that is part two. Jada Pinkett, right? Yeah, Jada Pinkett. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about Fallen with uh, Denzel Washington in '97? And I love Denzel. It's it's just okay. Kind of boring, actually. Yeah. Uh, considering the star power, um, again, body switching, uh, serial yeah. killer. Um, nothing great there in that film. As we move into uh 1998 here, Chuck Species Two does come out, and then we yeah. get another John John Carpenter film, and maybe his last that had any kind of buzz. Maybe Ghost on Mars would be another one, but Vampires comes out in uh, 98. James it does Woods. have some, James Woods has some fun. And one it. of the Baldwin brothers, right? Yeah, Daniel Baldwin's in it. Yes. Uh, but Woods does ham it up. I will give him that. But honestly, in the canon of, of- Carpenter. No, and there's people who like it a lot, though. Well, I'm, as not, we get one, ready for, I'm not one of them. No, me neither. It's bad. As, as we get ready for Halloween kills and we hope they redeem themselves because I'm not a fan of the last one. They did redeem themselves in 1998. Chuck Halloween H2O was fantastic. I, I agree. It was well done. And well, the well people done. who knocked the original canon, this movie's this movie deserves respect. This is a good this is a good movie. The audiences like this movie a lot. Mainstream, it's got a great payoff. Mainstream went to see this movie, uh, yeah. not just the horror fans, and, and it works. 
and she's the star. She, that, I know, no, she's good. I mean, it yeah. works big time. Um, uh, absolutely. Uh, and then, I love and if, it. you know, in the poster, they did it just like scream. Yeah. Show Williams is in well, it. And, you, uh, know, you right? got the uh, LL Cool J and uh, cool Josh J. Hartnett. Yeah. Yeah. Josh yeah, Hartnett, yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, posters that look like scream urban legend comes out in 1998, Chuck serial killer on a college campus. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's best. It's, you know, it's just like all these other movies. Though. I know. Bride of Chucky him. in 98, Chuck. Any good? Uh, I mean, listen, it's some laughs because Meg Tilly's having fun. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's well made. It's just like. But do I need to see it? More no, just, do I need not. to see it? Yeah. I did like the faculty. It comes out in 98, Chuck, with Josh Hartnett and Jordana Brewster. This Robert the, Rodriguez directed that. Yeah, right? Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the t- teachers getting uh, yeah. aliens. Uh, this is a good movie. I haven't seen it in a while, Chuck. Yeah. Uh, but it's done, done really, really well. Go check it out. Also in 98, you get the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer. And yeah. I, still know, I still know what you did last summer. And this one takes place on, in Jamaica. And it I made mean. money. It made money. All right. This is an interesting movie in 98, Chuck. Gus Van Zandt thought it'd be interesting to make a shot by shot remake of Psycho. For some pe- reason, it, for some reason, it, it doesn't really work. Having said that, why? I mean, uh, you know, Vince Vaughn took heat for doing the. I thought he was Anthony, decent in it, actually. It, it, listen, good. in Anne Heche is in the uh, yeah. Janet Lee role. Um, it's completely unnecessary. That's, it's, that's I guess. And you know what is the critics sabotage it? Let's be honest. They yeah, did. I'm, yeah. But you're really you're dealing with you knew going in, you're going to get lamb. But let's be honest, maybe the material. What was scary in the 60s. It's not that scary anymore. You show not, an audience today, psycho. Come on, that's going to be scared. No, probably not. I'll tell you, I enjoyed Lake Placid that came. Out I love I love me some Chuck. psycho, too, though. We talk about that. Yeah. I love that. movie. Yeah, well, we're in the 90s now, so we're not going to talk about that. 1998. I enjoyed Lake Placid about the giant. I'm not a killer fan. crocodile. You know, I saw that the same day I was driving in a the movie theater when John F. Kennedy was killed in a plane crash. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, yeah. I remember wow. that. Uh, that, of course, had Bridget Fonda and Pullman. I, I thought they were. And I, do, I like her a lot. Olivia, Oliver, Oliver fun. Platt's fun in it, too. I like yeah, that I mean, movie. I don't dislike it. It's just not that. Yeah, you know, it's just OK. Uh, how about Virus? What a disaster of a movie. That movie's this bad. There's Jamie Billy Lee Bull Curtis. and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, in 1999, the, the genre changes, Chuck, and it changes in a big way because of a little movie that I think is a tad bit overrated. But we would see found footage movies from here until eternity because the Blair Witch Project comes out. In 1999. I'm going to tell you something about that movie. Doesn't work at all for me. I, the, the only part that I in the end, the end is the only but thing you don't sit there for an hour and a half. I, I found it to be honestly, it was a complete gimmick movie. Yeah, that was sold in a film festival and it caught lightning in a bottle and it made a ton of money. But honestly, I, I thought it was one of the most overrated movies of, of all time. Yeah, I think it's a bore myself, actually, too. Uh, very much so. Um, Storm of the Century, another Stephen King movie, comes out on TV as well. I enjoyed the hell out of that, that miniseries. I thought the actor who played that villain was awesome. I thought I liked that tremendously. I, I think it's really good. And he's very atmospheric if you watch it in the winter. Sometimes his movies play better on a miniseries version than they do on the big screen. There's no I, I'm tired. I, I think that movie's really, really good. Um, Idle Hands comes out in 1999. Don't remember Chuck, it. Uh, Devin Sawa and SOS Summer of Sam. I don't consider it a horror movie. I don't consider it a very good movie. I thought they could have done better things with it. 
just too much Adrian Brody and not enough. Oh, that's I, a Spike Lee's movie, right? Yeah, Spike Lee. And it's not a horror movie. I, I do. I do. I, I find that movie. Uh, it's a very interesting watch for me. It's, it's it has issues because they're merging real, you know, fictional and real life and, yeah. and, two, and a lot of different uh, streets. The movie's driving down in storytelling, but I do like it. All right, we'd get out of 1999 here with some really good flicks, Chuck. Um, the Haunting's not really good. It's okay with John yeah. Vaughn directing Liam Neeson in a Haunted House movie. It's got some good characters in it and a cast. Well, his but his career, what a big up and down. Yeah, it's amazing what happened to his career. But it is released the same time Deep Blue Sea is released. And I thought this was a good, I love me some Deep Blue Sea. Good action horror movie. And it goes to show you that um, Rennie Hall and I, I don't know what the heck happened to his career, but the guy had talent. Yeah, he did. And that's a good movie. Also a decent movie. Not a lot of people saw was Kevin Bacon and Stir of Echoes directed by yeah, this movie's Cap- good and it got good buzz that movie. Yep, that's uh, a real good movie, too. And we can't wrap up the year without talking about the Sixth Sense. Maybe, you know, we started the decade with the Silence of the Lambs. We end the decade with the Sixth Sense. And that movie touched your nerve and it became a massive hit. We talked about it, I think, a couple shows ago a little bit. Um, I mean, what can you say? It, the, the twist ending was one of the greatest of all time. And um, and Chuck, yeah, let's not forget. Let's not forget. It's really good. It's scary as hell too. It is a scary, scary movie. Well, when you're sitting there. You're sitting there. In very intense. It has a very intense experience. When, when Misha Barton throws up underneath the the uh, the bed sheet with the little kid. I mean that that's just some scary visions. Um, another good movie before the year ends and the decade ends is The House on Haunted Hill. I thought that was a really good remake and a fun action horror movie with yeah, uh, and it, plays, it plays fine on uh, Halloween time. Yeah, I think that's a good movie. Uh, yeah. Sleepy Hollow comes out. That's your Tim Burton. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's good. Decent. Yep. And uh, End of Days comes out in 1999 as you well. Know, an interesting Arnold movie. Yeah, like I, I, I we talked about this before. It's like a rubber band. It stretches plausibility, but it doesn't snap. And I like it. So, um. I mean, obviously, you talk about Silence of the Lambs in the Sixth Sense, but there's a lot of good horror movies in the decade yeah, of fun. the 90s. It yeah, was fun. good stuff in there. And uh, we'll talk next week. Hopefully one of us will have seen Halloween Kills already. OK, uh, maybe I'll watch it on Peacock. <laughs> and I'll go to the theaters. Why not? All right, Chuck, uh, we'll do this again next week, my friend. Mike, always a pleasure to the audience. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.